Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is People First Focused. Business Reopening post-COVID-19. That is, we are trying to reopen our businesses while COVID is not fully gone yet. But as we are trying to do it, how do we become people-first focused? So companies are trying to reopen and resume operations. They are trying to do what best they can to bring the, the people back, whether they work remotely or otherwise, and just resume the business But how do they support their people? That is going to make all the difference. Employees, as we know, are anxious over their job security. And in many cases, even about their employer's future. And then, as we see that in many cases, people may have an elderly at home or someone as a person of disability that they have to support. And their life had changed over the last few months where they were living it differently. But now if you're trying to bring the business back, hopefully to normalcy, what is it that we have to take care of? What needs and and emotional and physical and uh, other type of needs that we have, uh, our people have that we have to take care of so that they feel that we are taking care of them as we reopen the business. That means we need to have collaboration between business, the IT, and the HR leaders so that they provide a safe, a productive, and inclusive, and a rewarding working environment. So to discuss this, I have David Baker, who is the Chief Information Officer with Pacific Dental Services. Hey, David, how are you? Hey, good morning. Doing great. Thank you. So, uh, David, how are you seeing organizations? Of course, you can talk about your company as well, but how are you seeing organizations overall uh, approaching this business reopening post-COVID, and I, while I say post-COVID because that was in the title, but frankly, we're not post there yet, but hopefully we'll get at that, to that stage pretty soon. Now, to what degree are we looking to go exactly as we were running our show before COVID had hit? So I hope you're right, Sanjog. It is, uh, it's moving towards post, but it looks a little pre again. So um, there's obviously a lot of, of uh, cautious businesses out, out there now. I think the economy is really um, hopeful to reopen uh, and, and, you know, and monitoring day, day by day as we are. I think uh, Pacific Dental Services is, is uh, a healthcare uh, facility or multiple facilities, in, in fact, and we're approaching things um, very cautiously, uh, but optimistically, and and I think as you know, as we go through today's conversation, we we can talk through some of the the things that I think we're we're doing differently to keep uh, to keep offices uh, open and, and serving their local communities. Now, so so if you were to take a, a blueprint of a business running normally, some people working remotely, people are traveling, people are. Uh, trying to do conduct business overseas, there is no global boundary. When the COVID hit, we were all forced to go uh, remote. And people were still able to use quite a bit of remote collaboration to blur the global boundaries and run the business. 
what would be that pressing which will make a business thing no i got to get people back to the office to the degree that they were i got to get them to travel overseas to be able to uh do what they had to do to get the the customers and the internal internal and external customers served well what was that benchmark and has that benchmark stayed even after the experience the forced experience we had as 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 we were grappling with covid and we had to send people home and people had some issues in the beginning but then they settled down and it looks like people are happy doing what they are doing sitting in their pajamas if uh, if they can i'm dressed up for this uh, this uh, podcast by the way just so you know i'm not in my pajamas but um it depends on the business again, right? If you look at uh, the travel industry just in general, it's it's almost an unfortunate uh, standstill. And although airlines are appear to be reopening um, to full capacity, there's just the, the flight schedules are, are hugely reduced. So I, I think what we're learning through this is that um, the need for travel has been reduced. Uh, for sure, I think there's always it's always great being able to get in front of your customer vendor. That that human to human interaction is 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 crucial in many businesses, and you you can't really beat that that in room experience sometimes. However, um, I think businesses like ours ours included have um, have really embraced the the era of Zoom of Ring of Skype, you know, video, video calls, the video connection is, is definitely the next best thing. And I think if deployed, uh, and, you know, embraced correctly, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a really good substitute for that in person. With that said, with, there are businesses out there, don't forget that, uh, can't, can't do business, can't serve patients. Healthcare is one of them. And unless, you know, the majority of their time is, is in that, in that office, especially for, you know, the, the dental community. So we've, we've put in place uh, multiple uh, different opportunities to connect with folks and to keep, uh, to get folks a, a connection with, with a doc with an office without having to come in initially. So for example, we rolled out, you know, a huge enterprise deployment of, um, of teledental as we're calling it. So, uh, you know, one of the first in the, in the dental industry to, to do that, certainly in the DSO market. Um, and, and that enables us to have, uh, you know, that initial contact, that initial connection with the patient to make sure that when they do come in, that they, they really need to be there. Now, what should be, and, and it's not that we can grossly generalize, but what should be our benchmark to what normal would mean when, I will not use the word if here, when we are fully out of the COVID madness and resume the business as usual, but that usual could be different than what it was in, in December or January or February of 2020? It's, it's going to take, take time for for folks to heal. I think mentally this is, you know, it's been a lot of stress on people. And I think uh, many folks who traveled extensively will think, do I really need to, uh, to do that in, in person? So, I mean, I want to get back to normal. I'm sure you do. I just, I actually, I've found throughout this whole process that, you know, I, I miss a lot of the cultural uh, building aspects of, of being around the team and, and that energy that's created, uh, you know, in, in, in person. Uh, but 
I, I think things have drastically changed, and at least 2020 is going to be interested, interesting w- with regards to you know how people try to return to the, I hate the word, you know, new norm. Right now, it's just an unpredictable norm, right? Where we, we're essentially waiting for some uh, kind of inoculation cure for, you know, the, the, the current pandemic uh, before I think there's that ultimate peace of, peace of mind. People, of course, want to be taken care of, but they also want to put food on the table. And for that, they know that they have to support the business. And at the same time, this is one of a kind, interesting scenario where they are also concerned about the health and well-being of their own uh, family and overall, you know, what's going on in the world. This is, yes, we need business to help me bring bread to the table, but I will not work for business sake, like many of us used to do pre-COVID. With that kind of a shift, and rightfully so, that people work to live and not live to work or should not be living to work, that could have changed the dynamic in the way we used to place deadlines. We used to accept deadlines from our customers, and we used to expect people to respond 24 by 7 on our smartphones. What has changed from the business expecting from its employees and what has changed the way employees were thinking their business will do as they are working within that organization? Well, it's truly case by case for us, right? We, we, need, we need folks in our offices. There's over 800 offices serving local communities and, and ultimately uh, you know, we need to see patients. So there's a high percentage of our business that needs to uh, remain in person. I think we're offering digital uh, workflows and and different ways of enabling our patients to connect in, in, in the way that they want to, when they want to, 24 by 7, essentially. But I don't know if there is... You know, the, the there is this disconnect and suddenly people are working from home and they're just now, uh, you know, enjoying this uh, this this balance. I don't believe in balance personally. I think there's, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to in, enjoy the career I, I've chosen and um, I think it's a blend and I think it always has been a blend for me. And I think those that are most successful in their fields kind of make the two work. They make their work that they hopefully have some passion about work well with balancing their, their family life. And, the, the, you know, you're never going to get it perfect. But if there's, if there's enjoyment in the both, it's never really a nine-to-five situation. And, and if anything, throughout this experience, it's been busier than ever because we've been working on, you know, such organizational uh, change and, and balancing now uh, projects that have just totally pivoted, pausing stuff that was in flight, igniting, you know, lighting things up that um, that came out of left field because of COVID and we thought we could do a better business uh, with with a difference in, in direction and, and projects. Um, and I think my email is just full, you know, instant messenger is full. It's just there's, there's working from home, for example, for some of the administrative um, and staff and folks in that in those back back office and support functions uh, are, are busier than ever because you're on you're on all the time. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that there are like all of these huge positive um, 
revelations that have come from working from home. I just think it's a, it's a different way of working and we're learning how best to do it. There's good that's come out of it and, and there's bad. Let's take a quick break, listeners, when we come back. So, David, let's talk about what the employees are saying. What kind of workplace environment, remote or uh, in-person workplace environment, would motivate them? What more or new or different do they need in terms of the tools and the workflows and processes which they will be able to leverage and deliver as what business wanted in the past or perhaps in the future. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjoke All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, David, employees wanted to work earlier and they want to work now, but they definitely have a changed environment at home or in the way the kind of projects that were taken away and or were awarded to them for them to work on. But then they need things, tools, processes, workflows, which are conducive, which makes them feel that they are not being thrown into the swimming pool without floaters. What are they asking? I think they're asking for this mental, you know, well-being, uh, physical safety, uh, and an understanding of uh, how the workplace is uh, is a safe or as safe as can be, and and collaborative as as can be of a space um, physically, and then virtually making sure that the right tools are there to be able to bring that physical presence and, and virtual presence together as, as much as can be. So for example, you know, in our, um, in our dental offices, you know, many configurations have been made uh, around the, uh, the waiting area, the reception area, uh, spacing with chairs, obviously a lot of the PPE and, and protection. Uh, dental offices have always been, I think, PPE and safety have been top of mind anyway, so it's only been uh, enhanced uh, in 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 several areas, even more so. So I think they're uh, extremely uh, safe areas for patients, and we, we you know we see that with the with the ongoing uh, book of business and folks coming in to uh, to see our dentists, and then at the support center side of the house where we have multiple locations with you know hundreds of folks. Um, it's around how do we minimize the use of some of those meeting rooms uh, and the space within them. Um, absolutely maximize the virtual meeting setup. You know we've had huge investments uh, into that. Thankfully, we were we we were already a large uh, video based and, and and online collaboration based company anyway, uh, and and it's allowing 
folks to understand what their day is going to look like when, when they, when they get to the office. So from what safety measures from the temperature monitoring through to, you know, mask wearing and uh, additional tools that they can use to virtually conduct their, their day are available if they need to be there. But right now it's, it's, it, it's really case by case and a gradual um, reintegration for folks dependent on, on what state they're in uh, back to those offices that need to be there. So lucky for us, perhaps, is that we had all, most of the organization had already started on that virtual workplace kind of journey. They had collaboration tools. The internet was allowing you a lot of flexibility there. Has there been any fundamental shift or an additional need that has popped up or a shift in the way people were using the same tools, which has made them more productive or more effective? Yeah, it's a good, good question. I think we were most of the way there in terms of being a company that had uh, adopted many online tools, thankfully, from uh, you know shared storage, uh, collaboration areas, IM chat, uh, virtual meetings, and, and so on and so forth. And what this has done is drive some of those folks. I think the products that we deploy and offer to the business are not always you must use this product. For example, you know, our our Ring Central tools, which are um, uh, like instant messenger and collaboration space areas, are not rammed down a user's throat. We, I usually prefer the, that sticky uh, method of if the product's good enough, people will come to it. So that's the way that we run, you know, multiple parts of the of, of, of the software portfolio that that we look after. And we've obviously seen a, a massive gravitational pull now from folks saying, "Hey, there's there's a different way of of virtually interacting with folks, and this is this is great. It's real time. It's collaborative. It, it even builds, you know, some of that culture that we're we're not able to in in person. So, yeah, we ran the gambit on the virtual tool set from you know Citrix and true virtual desktops all the way through to just a bunch of of cloud." stack products, you know, Salesforce, Box, um, and so on and so forth with regards to, and obviously 365 with regards to people just run, you know, again about their day and being able to communicate with each other. So folks who will have struggled throughout this, um, you know, moving hundreds of, 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 of administrative and support functions offsite overnight will be those with legacy technology. And, uh, and, and yeah, I'm sure that there's been a lot of pain. So I, I think it's, good for us that we were in a position where we had those tool sets. We just saw increased adoption and, and use on, on, on some of those platforms. So David, you mentioned that you used to draw energy from the in-person interaction. And I'm sure that is true for most of us, right? Who used to go to office and uh, be able to in-person shake hands and or interact in that in-person setting. How are you compensating for that in a virtual way? Are you creating different etiquettes or are you saying over-communicate? If you were to ask the HR people and the business and you yourself, if you were to sit and as a group, what would you think as leadership to promote within employees so that you're able to get that compensation? Because there is some energy loss and energy loss means creativity loss and our productivity loss. Yeah, it's, it's really important to me. I think I'm a, 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 I hope to think I'm a communicative leader. Um, 
as a company, it's very entrepreneurial and and a, a top down leadership appro- approach that does lay out you know our ambitions, our um, our, our targets, our, our imperatives ahead of the time, and then you know monitoring those throughout the year. But it's like how do you you do lose a human um, element of of being in a packed room at an all hands? So one of my favorite meetings as as the CIO is. Um, is the town hall I used to do once a month. And it was, I always, I want it to be high energy, right? So, I mean, it was, it's a great forum to connect with everybody uh, to the, to the point that, you know, I invite folks to say, if there's no value here and you don't take away a nugget or two from these meetings, tell me, because I don't want to waste anyone's time, right? This is not what it's about. This is for you. There should be good takeaway. So I doubled down on those and we do, you know, these huge video, um, town halls where the preference is uh is video on and uh, you know i'll i'll cover as much information as i can about you know the changing footprint of of our business um off in those and invite questions right and traditionally in the town halls even to the point where i do anonymous text questions so people could ask in front of a audience of a couple of hundred anything that they wanted you know within reason hopefully they were <laughs> polite about it and and that worked out so now we've got you know a lot of the real time chat for those that either want to um, you know contribute or offer up some some uh, some commentary along the way and ask questions i think that's really been enriching as well to to have those those real time features so in general, the company has um, has really embraced those more constant virtual touch points uh, through these, uh, you know, information sharing meetings. I guess, and we're very conscious that we're not just punching the clock and going through the motions of of, of a meeting that is, you know, just uneventful and uninformative. So, my my advice really is to just double down and make sure your production quality is, is kind of high on that stuff and that you've got great content and the, and the, again, real time feedback. And that's the nice thing about the video, you know, you'll see people laughing, shrugging, scowling at the screen. So it's, it's good, good, good real time feedback. Now what you measure is the only thing you can truly improve. What can you measure? Well, of course you can look at facial expressions but then there were measures that were created by HR and or by other type of analytics you were doing on how things are being done, but in an in-person setting. What would you change to that measurement, if you will, or those benchmarks today so that you know at least you're doing the best you can and whatever you're doing is actually helping you move forward? So it's really important to get those benchmarks. I think that culture of your team and and the company you know it's 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 the heartbeat of a lot of companies is there is there loyalty belonging um folks enjoying what they're doing and working on and adding value um you know it's it's always more than than a paycheck so for us as a company we we focus in on on certainly the annual employee engagement scores which are independently done and that will be that's interesting to watch every year and it's kind of, it's raw because you see great uh, stuff and then you see the, the areas that, that need improvement and it's called out by team across the enterprise. And I think that's, I think it's healthy. I think it's good to be an open book on that kind of stuff because otherwise there's this, um, you know, there's this, the, the, the culture is, is, is becomes un, underground and, and clicky and, and, and political as you would say. So, um, 
we it'll be interesting to see as we come out of this what what we can do um, to engage further and see see how it's been perceived that the 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 sequence of events have been handled because it's new for everyone. No one you know has ever expected to be living through something like like this. I think it's also really important uh, for me as a leader to have those uh, touch points, which I do outside of my leadership team and 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 all the way through the organization. Uh, you know, meeting with people regularly, doing like a breakfast with the the, the CIO, um, just making sure that you're around folks that you wouldn't normally uh, be around. Um, and uh, an example for when we're at the office and what we're trying to recreate virtually is I always rotate my leadership team, uh, me included, um, to do shifts on the uh, on the service desk or the the help desk, some might call it to sit there and uh, be uncomfortable and hear some of the uh, the calls that come in with you know requests for help or the IMs that, that come in and, and to deal through that. And it's uncomfortable because you don't really you know have those tools daily at your fingers when you're trying to solve problems for folks. but it's good to see, hey, where can I improve right? This is, these are the, this is the gateway to the company, right? It's like going back to the shop floor. It's how, how can we look at the true customer experience and what they get from our first line responders essentially or, and take it all the way through because it's too often folks just you know sit at the top and, and, and assume so for me it's like flattening it as, as much as you can and, and rolling your sleeves up and getting down again the feedback so constant feedback is is good over communication is not I think it's got to be targeted and succinct and like I say if ask you ask folks if this is not a worthwhile meeting, not a worthwhile town hall, if you're not put, coming away with a nugget or two, then don't let, then tell me. Stop wasting my time. I've got bad things to do. That's absolutely fine. I welcome that. And then hopefully offer me something up around what you'd like to see. Where would you get benefit? How could we you know, serve our, our company family better? Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about how do we help our people grow on a daily basis? Because if they are seeing that something is happening to them positively, that means they're growing, that will engage them, that will motivate them. And when our people grow, they, of course, bring back the investments of their intellect, their ideas, and creative energy, which helps the business grow. So it's not just lip service to be given it becomes a strategic priority. The difference now is the way we used to approach growth of individuals, their development plans, the kind of projects that you would invite them, the kind of training that you will send them to. That shifts. But what is that shift which will perhaps help us at the very least come to the same level as what we were pre-COVID or even use this as an opportunity to rethink how will you help people grow on a daily basis so you actually come out ahead as a result of your business reopening post-COVID. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. 
You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, David, we need to help people grow because they will become then the reason why the company grows. And at the same time, of course, that will keep them motivated and engaged. What you used to do for helping people grow pre-COVID cannot be the same now and even post-COVID. What's, what are you thinking? What's your business thinking? What are the ideas that people are giving the very employees who want to grow what what's on the what, what's on the table right now? I I think that out of you know every <clears throat> recession depression you see this this huge leap sometimes this this you know V which I'm hopeful of I really believe that soon we'll well, we're starting to bounce out of this you know now and I know that things are changing you know along the way as always but you know I'm ever hopeful that we'll get through this soon and ultimately. We're definitely going to get through it and things will be stronger. So for me and every strong company that, you know, I've, I've worked with Pacific Dental in, included, they've had very robust training uh, programs um, as well as uh, the mentorship of folks that, that, that want to progress. You know, who, who are you mentoring? What, what does progress mean to you? And ultimately, being able to talk through, you know, almost a structured career map. Here's where you could go: technology route, management route, you know, administrative route. What 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 floats your boat? What lights you up in the morning? Um, so I'm a huge proponent of of helping people along their career uh, path, and done done work with several organisations on, on on helping folks uh, progress and have the confidence to understand what they want, as well as the planning to go after it, because. I'm a big believer. A lot of this stuff's not going to just drop in your lap, and I, and I say this regularly, you know, to 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 the folks I work with and at our town halls. It's just not if you want something, you you got to get passionate, angry, fired up, like get get after it, do what you love, because if you're getting up in the morning, you're like, oh god, I got to do this again. You know, life's too short, so you need to map your life out, map your career goals out and work out what you're getting after and get after it. And you should be providing so much value, right? To that organization that they're going to want to, you, you know, to work with you, to help you to, it's just a reciprocal transaction, right? Provide as much value as you can over value. So I, I don't see um, a huge amount of change other than they're, they're being for those companies that, you know, do get after it for enabling the strongest folks that come out of this to be even stronger. I think now is your time. If you're looking for that career jump or you, you know, you want, you just want more in general. Now's your time because we're doing more with less. So many companies are. So, you know, be that shining star, be that leader. Don't wait for something to drop in your lap. Go get after it. So one is to deal with this at the, the operational level, field staff, et cetera, where they are offered the, the tips and techniques and the resources to be able to help grow and give them a good environment. But then comes the management. Traditional management for many centuries had never had to deal with a situation where they cannot see anyone. They cannot feel that energy or they cannot truly uh, manage the way they were taught to manage or even on the job training is not relevant for the most part. What would you shift in the way the word management is construed 
and adopted and implemented the psychology, the philosophy, the approaches? What should change in your view and what are you doing to make sure that those changes are effectively internalized by these managers? And, and, and as a result of that, the employees are the ones who stay motivated because most people leave a company because of their manager. Yeah, it's so true. People do not leave their company, they leave their, their manager. So traditional management is not what I, we have structure, um, but there's, no, there's, there's, there's more of a flatline organization, if you like. And I, and I think that works well for us. It's about keeping those lines of communication uh, open. It helps to have a great top-down approach, right? It helps to have a, a CEO that helps with that plan um, and, and talks about what success is. And then it's disseminated and, and kind of pushed through the organization. So I see that uh, as, as we come out, of this again it's going to be this is an opportunity for lots of folks to reassess you know their local organ if they're part of an organization that you know that they're not happy with what what are they not happy with right because if they're not happy with it now they probably weren't happy with it before and if they are if they were happy before and now they're not happy then it's it's probably more than likely down to the the remoteness the fact that you're stuck behind a computer screen and maybe don't have good communications with, you know, with your management or leadership team. So in that case, you've got two options, in my opinion. Option one is you try and change it. And I think that you can by managing up. Or option two is you find a company that is innovative and entrepreneurial and, and you know, lights you up in the ways that, that you need. There's nothing wrong with, with jumping companies and, and, and growing, you know, growing your career if it's not the right company. So don't hesitate. And like I say, we come out of this and I think we, there will be, there, there'll be lots of talent that will, you know, be available and, and lots of openings in certain industries that are, are looking to be filled. So back to my first point, if you're trying to change that organization internally, you're going to have to stand out and you're going to have to stick your head out the parapet and not, you know, not bury your head. So, you do that through maybe an email update, maybe a video, maybe something creative. Maybe it's like, what value are you providing to your manager and to the, to the company? So what are you providing day to day? And why is that of benefit? It's almost spelling out, hey, this is what I've been working on. This project is going to provide this ROI. This, this is the benefit to the company. If I wasn't here, this wouldn't have been done and the company would be no better for it. So spell it out. You've got to become a self-marketer to an extent, right? That's the stuff I love to see. And, um, that, you know, there's no process for that there. Create the process, create the creative email, um, video, uh, one pager, ultimately saying, you know, what, what's in it for the company by you being there. That's, that's the way to kind of get seen, be heard, I would say. So, so all these examples that you gave would be to help a person see how, uh, effective this platform and what I call a company as a platform where they can grow their career and give them that you know openness that it's okay for you to look elsewhere if this is not the one for you. Now that's one dimension. On the other hand, the people who are on a on on the ground as managers who are trying to get other people to work the way they should be working, right? The word should is based on what the company wants and what's the outcome that we're looking for and the, what's the growth path that person should have. 
that means they have to manage conflict they have to manage expectation then they have to manage their development and do so so that the outcome is that person whosoever gets up and springs out of the bed and says let me make create some value today but these people are working some not every every manager is the same and that too not every any manager for that matter has had this experience before so are you suggesting any change suppose you have to start a manager academy for your company what would think, you be teaching today i think we have in place some great online training opportunities and you know historically in person as well we have a, a university if you like in, internally and and there's multiple courses that teach you about eq as well as iq right and you're not just learning about if you're a developer you're learning about there there's technical um options for you online but there's also uh the eq side of the house right with enriching yourself as a person be it anything from you know meditation through to having difficult conversations if you're managing a team so that's all there and that's great and there are certain courses that we tell people you need to take this to to progress right because they're almost mandatory but force again it's like the, uh, earlier on i mentioned about the software products right instead of ramming stuff down folks throat and 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 them expecting things to you know have an opportunity dropped on their lap they've almost got to go get it go create it or at least help other folks like the management realize that there is an opportunity So if you're stuck with a manager that you're just, you know, that you don't think it's working with, you don't think it's working for, you know, sometimes you may need to step up that level and have those conversations around why you don't think that you have that inspirational leader or that leader that's making it happen for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I I think sitting down and not saying anything and being quiet is is the wrong move. So you would try and work through it and navigate it and talk about your success to that manager but ultimately, you know, people do leave their managers. It's not always going to work out. So your options are, yeah, leave leave that manager or if you love the company, think about the company rather than that manager at that point in time. How do you navigate that? How do you jump that? How do you say, "Hey, I'm here. I think I'm doing a great job. I could do better," right? I can uh, I'm here and yeah that will cause a little conflict but I think I think positive conflict is healthy and people who want more want to get after it and and are are eager to provide more value are are worth you know it's worth listening to I'll listen to anyone there is an open that's an open door policy it's definitely not um, a militaristic kind of um organization at least where I'm at where it's just like you may not talk to me you have to talk to next line up that's why I love more flatlined organizations Let's take a quick break listeners we'll be right back after these messages and then let's look at the balance organizations need to keep between building the revenue and or growing the company and and, and making sure that you are able to provide a safe and profitable and a sustainable enterprise which will keep growing so you want to stay people focused but you cannot forget the hard reality in many cases when you're public you cannot forget the wall street not an easy thing to do but if you don't do either this new environment would not spare you so what do management leaders need to do the hr the it and the business people together so that you're able to balance between the business realities without forgetting that we have to stay people focused in coming day and age. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjog All. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, David, I already laid out the question. It's not an easy answer, but then definitely it's a business reality that you have to deliver on your revenue goals and your cost containment goals and productivity goals so that business stays viable. But in the environment that we are in, we simply cannot afford to lose our focus from people because they are your organization. So tough cookie, how are you cracking it? Yeah, people are everything. Uh, It's absolutely true. And and without them, especially in our organization, I guess all organizations, um, it's just a company shell, right? So the, the people are that living you know, organism, the folks that uh, bring this business family uh, to life. So I think it's hugely important that folks trying to have fun at work, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's overlooked. And you touched on some of those um, points earlier on around, you know, how do you know people are happy, sad, right? And you, you, you measure that through those surveys. I like to think that you'll have, um, a good indication of, of what's going to come back. There's always surprises, right? But you, you would, you, as a leader, you should have a good indication of, of the pulse, right? Of the feeling of that organization simply by connecting. It's your job to connect uh, with as many folks as you can and, you know, to deliver that, that messaging and that success map year on year for, for what we're getting after as a company and a team. So, things hugely changed, right? And we had to uh, change organizational structure. And like I said, pivot on on projects or while keeping people happy and engaged um, and understanding that they're, they're contributing to, to something bigger. So for us, it's always extremely um, positive getting that reaffirmation from the field, from our offices, from the um from the folks that we support in doing business, right? We're responsible for hundreds and hundreds of, of docs and offices and their, their, their staff being successful and giving them the tools to, to be successful. And, and, you know, we consider ourselves a platform company. We provide pieces from the platform to take away the, the noise uh, and then I'm minutiae of, you know, running a business uh, for folks so they can concentrate ultimately on that patient experience and and doing great dentistry so i think our baseline our numbers speak for themselves and and they're they're coming back from you know the the crazy downs of 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 march as everyone was uh you know looking at what's happening is the world ending the markets were obviously you know crashing briefly and uh and how do we recover so we focused in on well what is what is our current situation look like? How can we serve 
our local communities, right? What, when folks were closing all around us, we stayed open for emergencies for folks that, um, that absolutely needed uh, our assistance. I'm sure you know what it's like, as, as most of us do, when you wake up in the middle of the night with just crazy pain and can't sleep from uh, some issue in the mouth, right? So we were there and it was about being more communicative than ever and saying, hey, we're here for any of these emergency situations and then letting the staff know um, that we support, right? This is what success looks like. We measured the stories. We had, you know, we had patients, you know, multiple instances saying, thank goodness you're open. It was so great. You know, I've ne I never felt worse in my life. And going through this whole situation with COVID and the way you dealt with us was just uh, very compassionate, right? And, and, and we got them what they needed um, and, and helped them. So those indicators show success is my point. So for folks to feel motivated, they need to know they're working towards something bigger, right? That their, their career is growing and that they see the, the fruits of their, of, of their labor, their success, if you like, right? And, and I think for us, it's important to say, what are those measurables? Why are you doing a great job? Because time and time again, folks work towards um, no targets and they, they never understand what success really is. So I think we're, we're good and always trying to improve on, hey, this is what success looks like. This is why you're part of something special. And it, and it helps to be a hyper-growth company like we are because there are so many options, so many opportunities, and so many reasons to see why you're making a difference. One last question. What would you shift in your leadership style and what should the other leaders within your uh, company or any company for that matter should do? What should they embrace? What changes should they embrace knowing that it's a unique animal, it's a different animal, the one they have never encountered before. And now they're trying to live with it and maybe you would want to put it behind you, but it's not gone yet, which is COVID. What would you shift? I think you shift some of the planning um, principles, which we are and continue to dial in. So what I mean by that is what was success for us in January is you know post-March, success is is different so it's rebaselining that and 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 taking that now we have kind of normalized right and understand where what the pull of business looks like and potentially what the rest of the year looks like at least you know we hope so right now although it does change daily is re making sure that you take time out to say my head's not on fire right now and i need to for the for the good of the people and the good of the company understand what the rest of the year could look like and what success is for people and how that impacts them both, you know, financially and just from um, a, a satisfaction at work standpoint, right? What are, instead of reacting every day, what are we now building towards, right? We've totally, you know, turned the Titanic around here and, and the goals that we had at the start of the year are, are definitely going to be different. Um, to how we finish up at the end of the year. So change those for people, communicate those, tell them what the new norm per se looks like within your organization. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, David, for sharing your insights and your experiences as your organization is trying to stay people focused while reopening their business through COVID. We will not call it post-COVID, through COVID, and, and hopefully we will all sail through this successfully together. Thank you. Thank you, Sanjo.
And listeners, please like us on Facebook. Search for CTN on uh, LinkedIn and on Twitter. And please follow on our different podcast syndication channels and give us some good reviews so more people listen. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening. 